0: Yeah.
1: Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't do it, homie, it can't be done. I'ma let the champagne bottle pop. I'ma take it to the top. Sure, I'ma make it hot, baby. I'm trying
0: to press the pussy, the stint, and I'll pop. Still, if I squeezing my pistol, I'm sure that I got it. I'll pee the pipe and pick the Welcome to a special episode of Redskins Rundown, the podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Johnson, and uh, joining me from the Burgundy and Gold Report is Adam Aniba. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. Good to have you on again. Um, All right, well, we're going to call this episode kind of the the state of the Redskins. We're going to talk about the Gruden firing and Callahan uh, being named the head coach. We'll go into Haskins and uh, Kevin O'Connell a little bit. Um, some coaching candidates that could be possible for next season, and then some vets who could be playing their last season here and some moves that could possibly be made. So, state of the Redskins. I'm going to let you start it off, Adam. Your initial thoughts on the uh, Gruden firing.
1: Um, honestly, I, I think it should have been done before the, the year started because I just didn't see anything, especially going back to the, you know, the last couple games at the end of the year. So, I thought it was the right move. Um, as far as making Callahan the interim coach, it's what they had to do. My choice was Kevin O'Connell because I think let's go innovative. Let's see what we have. Because, you know, everybody knows what uh, Callahan can do. And I wanted to see what KOC can really bring to this offense. And I think we'll get a glimpse of it. But just from the early, you know, feedback and what he said in the press conference, it sounds like he wants to, you know, commit it to the run game, right. which is good. But I wonder how much of KOC is going to actually have input in that. Because, you know, we were all told that when it came to Callahan and Gruden, they really weren't always on the same page with the run and pass game. So that'll be definitely something to watch. But as far as the Gruden firing, again, they should have done it before the year started because it's just, like everyone says, Camp J. It's undisciplined practices. And everyone's talking about, like, the changes with the referees, with the sprints, with Callahan new practice. I'll be honest with you, at first it was like, yeah, I like it. But the more I hear, it sounds that that was really done for the media. It was just awfully convenient when it was open to the media. Okay, now they're doing sprints. And I think it's it's an effort to show fans, okay, we're doing something new here, but I really wonder how much it's going to pay off. So Miami, everyone wants to say a gimme. I I don't think it's a gimme that we can beat them, but I think we need to see some kind of beatdown against Miami right. for me to still feel a little encouraged and we need to see some more innovative play calling like I've been saying I want to see more RPO I want to see more short game I want to see more up tempo so it'll be interesting to see what happens but firing Gruden it, it just shouldn't have done it this at this point I think it should have happened at the beginning of the year to be honest with you but it is what it is right
0: yeah absolutely I um I, I'm uh I was a Gruden supporter I'll I'll admit that I thought Gruden was a good coach um I didn't realize i you hear the rumors of how lax everything is, but to hear that there hasn't been a padded practice in two and a half weeks it's is crazy. is insane. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when, like, if you're tackling terrible, you need to practice tackling regardless of where, where you are, this Pop Warner, college, high school, whatever. We're, we're out there not tackling, practice it. I don't get the, right. no, I don't get the no padded thing. Um, I think that Gruden is a good offensive mind. I, right. I've, I've come to learn now that I don't think he's a good head coach Right. Uh, he can scheme with the best of them. He gets people open. Right. I, I think maybe his biggest downfall in this, in this thing was picking his defensive coordinators and they never worked out. Yeah. And, and that's on him. I mean, that's he, you're the head coach. The ax comes to you when it comes to that. Um, and I agree with you hundred percent on the Callahan thing. I think that it's a, uh, it's a good show. Look, I changed this. I changed that. This is what we're doing different. None of that means anything if we go out and we play a tight game or even get beat by Miami. You're right. Exactly. We we should go out there and we should we should beat them. They're they're right. far talent wise on paper. They're way worse a team than us. It's hard to say that at zero and five that a team is way worse than us, but right. it's it's the facts. Um, and and the callahan Kevin O'Connell thing, I I agree with. It was the move that they had to make, I think, because. O'Connell's barely even called plays in the league before right. to throw him to the fire of everything. I think would be right. premature and it could hurt him in the long run. Right. I'm I'm excited to see uh, him get the full control of the play calls. But I, you're right. At the same time, who knows? Is Cal going to dip his hand in there? And are we going to run the ball thirty times? Possibly.
1: That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He's all. That's and it's gonna and it seems like it's gonna be Peterson and it's gonna be this old school type game, which. Against Miami, that might work. I don't think it's going right. to work against a lot of other people. Right, right. But, but um, I'm I'm optimistic and hoping that the changes will uh, bring some. <laughs> I hate to use the word culture in this in this scenario, but bring some changes to the culture. But uh, Callahan, for me, isn't isn't the long term, and we'll get into coaches in a little bit. But I think we're both in agreement on it had to be done. It it was probably a little bit overdue, and you're right in that fact. And we'll see what what, – we're more excited for Kevin O'Connell, I think I can speak for both of us. We're more excited for Kevin O'Connell and seeing him than anything. Yeah, definitely. And moving on with with the continuation of Kevin O'Connell with Haskins, Um, I'm going to start it off with I just hate all the garbage of the Haskins can't read defenses. And I feel like it's just – it's dumb, it's lazy. it it is and to think that a guy can throw I don't care they can say what they want about the the play calls coming in a guy's not throwing 50 touchdowns when he's a one read quarterback and can't read defenses regardless of what level you're on and I like the fact that guys like um guys that you've you've talked about and you've worked with in the past like Lewis Riddick and uh Dan Orlovsky are coming to his defense especially um Orlovsky's throwing up clips of him breaking down the coverages and it's, it's just crazy to me that this is the thought process that we're still in 2019 and this is what we're talking about. And they want to bring up that uh, – have you heard about the Ohio State? They had the, the clap system for the play calls and things like that. Right. Which, right. I mean, if that's the case and maybe they did do that, simplify your playbook for him. I mean, exactly. We, like, we, we have this old, like, archaic, like, 12, 13, 14-word play call – Fix, fix it. Make it easier for him. I feel like it's pretty easy to, to think that way. But I'm ready to see him play. I think he should be playing against Miami. I think there's no better scenario than to put him against one of the weakest teams. Let him get some confidence. It's not where we need to be at this point with him because I'd like to see a little bit more. But he hasn't had chances. And I get the fact that Callahan maybe is trying to show something and win some games so he can keep the job. But it's not it's not what's best for the franchise not playing him at this point.
1: Agree, agree. I, I get a piggyback off that, you know, someone I really listen to, you know, sometimes people may view him as you know, a little bit of an angry former player sometimes because he's not happy if I think us so, is Brian Mitchell. Yeah. And, you know, earlier today, I was listening to him. And it's just it's mirroring what you were just saying and what we're talking about here is Joe Gibbs didn't do this. Joe Gibbs wasn't huge on the verbiage. And let's keep in mind, he came from the Eric Coriol system, and that was all passing, that was, you know, up-tempo. And when he came and met up with Joe Bugle. Joe Bugle is the one that got together with Gibbs and they worked together. And what they did is basically figured out they can have four sets, but they can run twenty five different plays out of those sets. Right. And that's what that's what we're talking about here. They're talking about college and all they got the signals from the sideline, you know, this and that. But listen, it all comes down to adjust in your play calling know what you have. If we had someone in front of us cuz a lot of people like to bring up the Kansas City situation with Alex Smith and Mahomes, okay? The way Alex Smith was playing in Kansas City is nowhere near Absolutely. the way Case Keenum or Colt McCoy. Not playing.
0: even not even close.
1: It's not. I don't even have those two guys in a top twenty-five to thirty. A lot of people, the the Colt McCoy homers out there. Listen, I, I yeah. understand. He's a nice guy, right? Maybe even a future coach someday. But he's he's garbage. Yes. And as far as Keenum goes, I had a little more faith in the beginning, but what I saw, and even Philadelphia when he had those nice plays. His height, just like McCoy, is a detriment to the team. They were talking about, oh, because the foot injury, he's missing people. No, I watched the film. It's the height. Mm-hmm. It's the issue that they're not rolling out of him out of the pocket. And same with Haskins. He, you know, he was a deer in the headlights at times. But the coaches were not doing anything to help him in that situation. We're going to bring up the, the scenario that they weren't doing enough first-team reps, this and that. Okay, fine. He came in for, what, two and a half, three quarters against the Giants. Roll them out. Max protection. Listen, I don't claim to be an expert, but what I am is somebody who is a dedicated film watcher. And what I saw in those scenarios is they're asking him to throw from the pocket constantly. Right. Move the pocket. You want to do something against the Giants? Everyone talked about their D is weak and this and that. Cool. Move the pocket. It's a stubbornness on Jay, and I really just hope it's not going to be the same with Callahan because – what he was saying is he keeps going back to his time with the Jets, and, and that that's that's concerning to me because he's bringing up the Rex Ryan, yeah, offense the,
0: the Sanchez years, yeah.
1: Let, let's remember, it was their defense carried them, that made them a good team. Okay, granted, it's the run game was good, but he's not even talking about yards and production off the run. He's talking about numbers. About it. studies show, you know, if you're running twenty-five to thirty times a game, you know, you're in a good situation. I I don't know if I believe that. What I believe is getting yards on first down. Absolutely. So I'm hoping what I'm going to see is they're going to come out and they're going to do something a little different. They're going to go start a game against, especially with Miami, start off with play action. Mm. That's the kind of thing I want to see. And as far as Kevin O'Connell goes, the way to get him in the groove is to let him call a quick pass game, quick game, let him use the screens. You know, we saw what Sims did. I don't understand how we can have a player like Sims. And granted, McLaurin is dealing with the hamstring injury. Even Richardson. You have mm-hmm. three quick guys right there. What are you doing? Right. You're, you're forcing this. And again, it's not just a West Coast system because you can look at Kansas City. There's so many variations of the West Coast system. But when you have someone like Dwayne Haskins and then these smaller quarterbacks, put them in shotgun. Right. Kansas City puts them in shotgun 80% of the times and look at the results. Tariq Hill, great, great player. But McKeel Hardman, look what he's doing. There. Right. So it's not always
0: about the talent. And the Ro- Robinson, Pringle, they're they're stuffing in any receiver in these scenarios, and they're and they're eaten. It's like it's not all about the name. You're absolutely right. It's it's the system for that. At that matter, especially a wide receiver for them. They turned Sammy Watkins, who was a bust, who's now playing out of his mind the best example you know what I mean
1: it's it's basic, it's, it's scheming and right. like you talked right. about Jay and like his deficiencies to me his biggest deficiencies was situational football he didn't understand it I think he had a set of plays in mind yeah. and he just called them. And he him he didn't adjust it to what the other team was doing and this is going to be the scenario I, at least with Callahan I think you know with his expertise granted when he was with the Raiders he inherited a really good team from John he Gruden sure did. And John Gruden inherited a really good team from Tony Dungy right. all he had to do was get who Brad Johnson got right. got you, you know sometimes that that tall quarterback that can get the ball downfield is gonna win it for you and mm-hmm. i'm not a haskins homer and i wasn't going to the draft i had him as a late first maybe second i had him number 25 as possible prospect for the Redskins at 25 and i think when you have a player like that that can throw like that and you have two quarterbacks in front of him that's shown they cannot get it downfield on a consistent basis you figure out a way to get him on the field by not playing him at miami to me what you're doing now you can't throw him against the 49ers you can't right. throw him against the other teams I think you're going to have to wait to the bye if he doesn't play against Miami which he's not I think the best case scenario is we're going to be coming after the bye and you know or you, you know the Jets game you know that's probably the next possible scenario but Everything about I feel that like we mentioned Orvlosky. I feel that they're they're making it like he's dumb. And one right. thing I can say about Haskins, his best attribute is just watching, you know, he's been on national T V breaking down films. He's right.
0: not dumb. Right.
1: When you're forcing these 10, 15 word, you know, verbiage plays down his throat. Exactly he has a wristband for a reason. Exactly. One, two, three. Communicate that and talk and then they talk about reading defenses. Easy solution hot reads you take off of the, 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 the part of the field that you're getting pressure from you're getting a blitz on the right side you're going to make it on the left right vice versa there is ways that you can scheme for success for your young quarterbacks and i just i don't buy the excuses that jay did and callahan is starting to do i think callahan is kind of telling us though that we could see him soon but early indications are Dwayne
0: Haskins is going to be a healthy scratch
1: this Sunday. Yeah, that's that, right. that's, that's concerning. It sure to me. is. So we'll see what happens.
0: One one thing that i I want to throw in about Haskins too. Um, well, two things. You're right. San Francisco throwing him against them would be a nightmare. I don't know if you watched the Cleveland yes. game the other night. Yeah, I did. That would be an absolute disaster. And yeah. second, the, the the crowd of well, we don't want to break him. We don't want to This kid is far from fragile. He, thank, thank you. Like it's, it's. He's confident. He knows he can play the game. He wants his opportunities. He's gonna be ready. Just to think that we're gonna. This is not. It's. It's sad because everything reverts back to RG three all the time. Always. And and they're completely different players. They're completely different attitudes. I don't. I don't see any connection at all. I. I'm ready for him to play. I'm tired of hearing about he can't do this. He can't do that. I'm ready for him to show a lot of people he can. Do I think he's the next? Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, I don't know, but I I want to yeah. I want to find out.
1: Right, right, and you know the the part that I would that I would argue is people talk about, well, he had one year of production. Okay, well, it, this is Ohio State. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> it's crazy to say this, but a way bigger stage than playing for the Redskins at FedEx. He's Field. playing ninety, a hundred thousand every week. And the fact that he
1: came in and threw fifty touchdowns. Right. I'm not blown away by the numbers. What I'm blown away is. The moment isn't too big for him. Absolutely, and I think that if the,
0: Maryland, a the Maryland, the Maryland game—if you remember that game—because yes. I, because I'm a Maryland fan—and he, it's never too big. He's been huge right. in a lot of tight
1: games, right? And you know, I think when you look at that year and look what the coaches did—if you're the Redskins—you're gonna be completely out of your mind if you're not having conversations with with their coaches down there and figuring out with him. What can he do well? Instead of like, we're basically plying for mediocrity here. Like, we're hoping, hey, we're going to win five, six games with. Because don't tell me that with Case Keenum or Colt, you're thinking it's any more than that. So, I think you're damaging more by making him a healthy scratch. I agree. If if you can get him on the field, he's going to get his lumps. He's going to deal with that. But play to his strengths. Scheme it up. And I think he'll be fine, especially if you're saying you're going to commit to the run game. You know, the offensive line is definitely concerning. And the whole idea of the blocking, of the tight ends blocking, you know, that's concerning to me. I think that if he's smart, we're going to see some more eye formations. You know, with Chris Thompson in the game, we're going to see more runs out of shotgun. There's ways to help him. But for the continued excuse that he's just not ready... It, it it just gives me no confidence in the coaching staff right now. And yeah. now. So the only reason I wanted to see KOC as the head coach is because I feel that at that point we'll get a good look of what he can do. I just don't know if we're going to see that with Callahan. I think that he will definitely he'll have his input just like with Jay, but I really question how many of his plays will get overruled by Callahan. But again, it, it's going to be a wait and see. And if it's not a if it's not a you know a convincing win against Miami. I think that there should be a high level of concern. The loss it's it's beyond rock bottom at
0: that point. Yeah, it's yeah, we're talking 0 and 16 possibilities yeah. at this point. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, move we'll move on. We could talk about <laughs> this all day. All day, uh, yeah. Um so with Callahan coming in, Callahan for me, I put out a list of my possible coaching candidates like the day after or the couple hours after Gruden got fired. Callahan for me would not be an option, um, regardless of how he does. To be honest, I think he has that old school style, and this is not this is not that same league anymore. No. Uh, um, so I'm interested to hear some of your um, your your top coaching candidates moving forward.
1: You know, I, I'm like many others. I, I really like what Eric Bienni has done in Kansas City because, and it's not everyone says that it's Andy Reid's offense, and Eric Bienni is just you know he's 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 relaying the calls out to the field. But I really think that that's the kind of offense that I think that Dwayne Haskins can run. Because mm-hmm. not that he reminds me of Mahomes at all. But again, by keeping your quarterback away from the line and letting him see the field in mm-hmm. shotgun. Because again, I was looking at the numbers. I was looking at the film. Over 70% of the time, they run. Mm-hmm. And over 80% of the time, they're throwing at a shotgun. That's how you help a quarterback. So that's what's intriguing me about him. I'll be honest with you. I think it's slim to none that he comes to us. And I think yeah, as I far as Todd Bowles goes, I'm going to piggyback off of that. I like him, too. He was here for a supposed consultation and not an interview to replace <laughs> Minuski. But the Redskins connection gives them a chance. So I say it's 50-50 that they get him. Um, the Tomlin stuff, that that's the biggest nonsense that's come out so far. Because, number one, he's under contract.
0: Right, He's not, and he's not coming here
1: and he's not going to come here. Yeah. So I, I don't see that. So, as again, I, I'm going to stick with the guy until he shows me different. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to be that move because mm-hmm. they went the college route with Spurrier. You know, They went the veterans route. I think that that's probably the most likely scenario, especially if we see some offensive production. I don't think it's going to take a whole lot because I think that there is that fear – that he could be that McVeigh, exactly. And I'm not saying he is at all. I'm just saying that I think there's that fear. If they commit to him for two years next year, you know, what's what's the big deal? Because, honestly, if you're going to bring in a whole new system, a whole new coach, if we're going to go on their premise, then that means Dwayne Haskins is going to start from square one. Right. He's going to start all over. Right. So I think they're probably best bet regardless how this year, unless it's a real dumpster fire with the play offensive play calling. Mm-hmm. I think that O'Connell is the most likely candidate because you're, you know, I think it's the least amount of shakeup with the situation they're in right now.
0: Agreed. You know,
1: a lot of people are talking about a defensive candidate. I just, personally, I think that that's not the best way to go. I think that there can be some really good defensive coordinators available that we could have a chance and especially throw the money out uh, let the let the defense run by a defensive player and let the head coach be offensive minded and run the offense and that's why i think my mind kevin o'connell is probably the best case scenario because everyone says well anyone will come over money I, it's,
0: it's not also not, any, not anymore not anymore i don't think yeah, to be honest i, I don't mean,
1: you know, we're talking about what Lincoln Riley, there's, you know, that's going to come up. He's making $8 million a year right. in Oklahoma, I just looked up. And he's not going to come to the NFL because he was actually asked that question, and it was a, basically a hard no. Right. And I don't think going the college route, I think some teams could pull that off. I don't think the Redskins are, are a team that could even consider that, to be honest with
0: you. I don't think so either. One thing on Lincoln Riley... Um, I know he was a coordinator at ECU before and took over when their coach was fired. He was an interim head coach at one point there as well before Oklahoma and not to, not to, what is a slight at the same time, but it's, it's a little easier to, to uh, coach when you've landed the top three transfer quarterbacks since you've been there, basically. I mean, he, he, Baker landed in his lap, Kyler and now uh, Hertz. I mean, he's, he's, Playing with the best. Not to take anything away from him, but look at like someone like Kingsbury, who's who is struggling to start. I mean, he's not right. lighting anything on fire. Um, I had Benamy as my as my top choice as well, but I'm 100 in agreement with you. He's going to be the hot name. He's going to get the best job, I think. For sure. And we can't compete with even say there's six openings, we're going to be the fifth or sixth destination. So yeah. so he's going to have his choice, I believe. Um, I have uh, Bowles on my list as well. I think Bowles would be a good option. The way I would, I'm with you on maybe not having a defensive coach, but I like Bowles in the fact that if we do keep Kevin O'Connell, this could be a good thing for where Bowles can be the head coach, run the defense, and O'Connell, for that matter, could stay on as coordinator. I don't know if that's something that can happen. I don't know if that will happen, but that's just an option. I like Chris Richard a lot. Um, I think he's a fiery guy. I think he's the type of coach that players like Allen and Payne and Foster coming back next year and Collins, they're used to that kind of coach. I think they they play better for that kind of coach. For sure. Um, he would be a name. I know people want to say, well, he inherited Marinelli's in Dallas and they have some good backers. And, yeah, they do. But he's also done, been very successful everywhere he's been. He was great in Seattle in their Super Bowl runs, had top 15 defenses three years in a row, had top ten, I believe, two years in a row, uh, number one at one point. And then my dark horse coach, which I know it's a lot of connections and he hasn't proved much. I was getting killed on Twitter for this, um, Byron Lefwich. I think that Bruce Arians is so far ahead of his time when it comes to innovation and giving the right people a shot. And I feel like he is a – this probably doesn't have anything to do with football. I feel like he's a good – Judge a character. He's a good read on people, and he right. speaks so highly of Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, of course, has the local connection. Byron right. Leftwich, of course, was a first-round quarterback that you could pair with Haskins. That has been through it. Has taken lumps. Has been from a bust to a backup to Super Bowl champion as a backup. He's he's seen it all. Right. And look look at Tampa. I mean, they're they're doing things. They're moving the ball.
1: Yeah, he's he's done he's done wonders with Winston, and honestly, it's crazy. Again, I'm not good, you know, big on comps at all. But if we're gonna look at anyone that's close to the similar type of game, Dwayne Haskins and Leftwich, would definitely be a good. Absolutely,
0: match. So, yeah. big body, big
1: arm. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not again. I'm not again. I'm not against the move. Like I said, if I'm going to say O'Connell, there's no reason I'm not going to say Leftwich. He just didn't really make the list for me. But I just think, to me, it's way too early to even make the list. I want to see Agreed. Agreed. football at the end of December. And if Leftwich is, they're still doing big things with Jameis Winston, and you know, um, I mean, excuse me, Jameis Winston. You know, if they're doing good things, um, I really think that that's going to be something that they could consider. But again,
0: I don't think that those kind of candidates are gonna come to Washington,
1: especially if Allen is in control. And the word I'm hearing is that the stadium deal for D C is it's actually, you know, at a good point right now.
0: Yeah, they say it's close. The closest it's been
1: They said, you know, from what I heard, the mayor coming out and throwing the support, you know, it has a lot to do with with that it's actually getting closer. And that's Bruce Allen. Yeah, which sucks. (laughs) Right. It really does. He's (laughs) he's the point man on this. So I see Bruce Allen being with us for another year or two. And I want to see us do good, you know, next year, year after. But I really think, think he'll continue to just, you know piecemeal staff together first. right and like you say bowls left which they come in here they're gonna want to have some of their people that's right. not what Allen lets them do you know he'll let them do that to a point but especially a young guy I can definitely picture Alan thinking he knows better he always brings up his situations with Tampa Bay and the mm-hmm. Raiders mm-hmm. so as long as he's the general manager slash president is an issue we did mention Riddick that's the guy that we need to have in here but Riddick cannot be here and he knows this too. With Allen, those two would not be able to coexist. It would have to be a lot of trust with Snyder and Riddick, and I just don't think that Snyder is going to do that quite yet.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that uh, regard. I don't think anybody at this point, big name, can be here with Allen.
1: Even middle of the pack, I I just don't think that they're going to consider that a good situation. Money is great, but if you're talking about you know, a contract three years, right. know, saying anywhere from four to eight million, depending on who it is. And they know that, you know, just because Jay lasted that long, that he had a connection with Allen. If they're talking about two, three years, that could set them back years Absolutely. if they end up taking that. So I think a lot of coaches, these, especially this day and age, they're thinking long-term. It's not only NFL game, they're thinking college, you know, there's, if you've seen not a huge influx of it, but there's been, more NFL coaches going back to college and actually not having any success, but Jim Moore is a great. You right. Know, uh, hey, at, at Bill, UCLA. Bill,
0: Bill Callahan, for that matter, went back to, to Nebraska. And Nebraska. Yeah. And, and
1: Nebraska. Yeah. So I think that it goes both ways that they can't go to the lower level, and the lower level tries to come up. They have to deal with the politics with the players. So I think stability right now with a young quarterback, again, I'm not so set on him yet. But I think the best thing to do is to keep it comfortable for him, and they need to start catering more for him. If they're going to just wait till he gets all the verbiage down, I was really disturbed that Callahan said we could see him on the field this year or next. Right, that was right. concerning yeah. to
0: me why, say, me. why even say? Why even say that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get either. It. Same, same with Jay. It's like too much up front. You know, try a little check, You know, keep a little, right, a little right. closer to your vest. So that's definitely something that's concerning and there's going to be a, I think you're going to see a lot of cap room available for us next year. So granted it hasn't always been easy with free agents, but I think that we're going to be able to do some things and, it's going to start with moving on from Trent Williams and you know building this roster back up because I think we were a little naive to think that the defense, including me, yeah. was going to really be that good. Definitely, I, definitely me. <laughs> it shows how how important coaches are in football. It, out of any sport in the world, coaches matter the most in football. So agreed. It's, it's, uh, as, as important as a head coach is going to be, a defensive coordinator is going to be just as important, in my
0: opinion. A- absolutely, and that's why I think we could we could have a shot at bowls just because of you know the the connection. And I think if Dan is smart, he's gonna right. beg Gibbs to get in here and try to help him recruit somebody. And I think Bowles could be that. Yeah. Um, but, but who knows? But who knows? Yeah, but uh, good point. Good points on the um on the cap space. I'm gonna jump into that next. We're talking about uh, I know it's early. We talked early on head coaching candidates, and you're absolutely right. It's it's hard to tell. Let's let O'Connell see what he can do, and then we'll go from there. But um, some vets who you think are gonna be gone next season. I'm gonna start it off um. I know going into next year, uh, we got, we're got we going to have around $52 million in cap space with the players we currently have in our contract. Some, ga- some guys that I think that are going to be – I'm going to call them locks to be gone. Trent at this point, as much as I love Trent, and I've wanted him back this whole time, we have to move on, especially the way we are now at 0-5. Um, Norman 100% will be gone. And I think Reed probably retires, to be honest. Yeah, I think so, huh? Uh, if, if not, I think we're going to have to cut him regardless. Um, there's too much money on the books. Um, so with, with the three of them, Trent's 14, 14 three quarters, Norman's 12 and a half reads eight and a half. And that's only with around five dead to the cap. So you're jumping another 35 million right there, cutting those three guys. Um, so that's giving you close to 80 million in cap space. We have the space to go after to get some guys, but this also, again, this doesn't include a sheriff deal, which in my mind has to be done. Yeah, he struggled, but if he's not going to take – I think he'll take $13 $14 million a year is the way it seems. Um, not being healthy two years in a row probably hurts him a little bit. But to me, this is a guy you need to bring back. He's a cornerstone of the team. We're thin on the offensive line already. We're about to be even thinner with Trent being gone next year. I would spend that money gladly on Sheriff. Um, and then you got to think, guys, and I hate to say this because everybody knows Kerrigan's my guy, but – it's gonna be a tough decision. I think he, I think he should restructure, and I think he probably will. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a possibility moving forward. I think I still think he can still contribute to the team. Yeah, he's having a down year. So is everybody at this mm-hmm. point on the defense. Um, the thing that makes it tough going forward is the Smith deal. Like I don't know the exact, the way that insurance thing works or whatever, but um, he's got forty seven um. Million dead money going on right now. Um, with this going into next season, after that it's fifteen. All right. So he's in my mind, he's a hundred percent going to be on the roster next year. Of course he is. Yeah. Um, and the only hope is that who knows if he ever plays again. But you know, Keenum's gone. You know, Colt's probably gone. If he's here and he and he's healthy, I mean, he should be your backup to Haskins. You're gonna pay him anyway, but can he play again? It doesn't seem that way.
1: Yeah, you know, both both the quarterbacks they're, they're expiring.
0: Those those two are right. expiring. So I think that Jay
1: was the one that was keeping Colt around. So agreed. You know, piggyback with you said. You know, I have Norman as my number one. Uh, yep. Because that's fifteen and a half million, but only three dead. You know, between Norman Reed. and... And then you mentioned Kerrigan, Trent Williams. I'm also going to throw uh, a Morgan
0: Morgan. Moses yeah, he's got this. like eight million think, on there. I looked at him too, but I just with us being so thin, I was like, ah, I don't know. But a lot can change. You're absolutely right. I just
1: think unless he really steps up, the talk of okay, well, then you would lose two tackles in Trent Williams and him. Well, look what he's doing. He's most holding penalties, full starts. Yeah, he's been I awful. Think, you know you're talking about eight and a half million with 3.8 dead. So over about 5 million savings. I think that's the situation that we get into the draft. And if we're in a top five pick, we trade out of that spot and we try to stockpile. And by stockpiling, that's the line. We've been working on the defense for three consecutive drafts. This yep. has to be the draft that we build this offensive lineup. And part when I say build it up, I include tight end with
0: that. Agreed. For some
1: reason, they felt that they could pass on that. And there was, not great but there was definitely some tight ends that i saw that they should have should have picked up because uh-huh. between reed vernon davis you gotta know there that you know if you're trying to run a blocking scheme with your tight ends it's a stretch to say well sprinkle's gonna be your number one blocking tight end because he's to me right as now, average I have higher hopes for him. at best he's maybe a second third and as far as blocking uh, he's okay
0: yeah so he's and, our and best blocker was, and he's average that says a lot
1: <laughs> right and you know i actually bring up the receivers someone like cam sims if you watch the alabama tape that's why he didn't have huge numbers because a lot of times if he was on the field was on running down right i can block yeah so and Har- know,
0: harman has put some good stuff on tape now this year yeah. blocking so, so.
1: I, 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 like the whole idea, and then I'll throw in Richardson at the end. You know, another player that he'll be making eight and a half next year. He's got a, a lot of
0: dead there, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: no. I I, I had two point five dead cap. Okay, on eight, eight and a half next year. So you're so you're talking about six, six million savings yeah. by releasing them. And I think nobody. He's not outplaying anybody on this roster, and I think. You know, in free agency next year, you try to find, you know, wide receiver one, and you add him to your crop with the Sims Jr., McLaurin, and even Quinn, who, to me, it granted his back, comes back to quarterback play, but I feel like he's been a little bit of a disappointment. I'd like to see Sims Jr. in the slot more. I was talking about that with our guy today, our, uh, our Kansas guy. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. And, and um, I'm actually even higher on Sims Jr. than him, and he was talking about getting him in more packages. I want to see him get in the slot more. And that, that's just the kind of situation. We saw what happened when he got the ball. His right. This kid in the open field is electric. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the next Tyree Kill or anything, but who knows? When Tyree Kill came out, no one thought it was either. So right. I think we have some young pieces here, but in order for any of that to work, you have to build this offensive line. And that's why I think Trent Williams is definitely gone. Yeah. He's going to report because he's, gonna, he's not going to – Troll this year over. He has to get this year, so he'll be back by the minute. Was it week ten? Yeah. So he'll be back, but what are we going to get when he comes back? You know, he's there's going to be dissension among it, yeah. the coaches, and you know, the my hope staff. is they trade
0: him before then. Don't even get to I, that point.
1: Well, we have we have a couple more weeks. I got my, yeah. I got an article coming up about that between Trent Williams and the general manager situation. They have a couple more weeks to figure this out, and I just. The way Bruce Allen is talking, it does not sound like he's got any plans to do that. I know, that which is,
0: he's such a, he's a fool. He's an absolute definition
1: fool. Definition of a fool. Yeah, a clown, you and, know? If, and
0: if Cleveland looks, has another game like they did on Monday night, there will be no higher, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No higher uh, stock for Trent than there will be right now.
1: Yeah, and I, a lot of people, you know, they have their list of second round, third round, first round. I think that Unfortunately, it's
0: got to the situation that teams know that they can fleece Bruce Allen
1: or yep. they wait it out. Yep. So I don't think we're going to get a first. I What I've been writing about, I think the best-case scenario is a trade of players. And I think you mentioned Kingsbury. And I think, what are they going to do to solidify their number one overall pick, Murray? They need a tackle. They yeah. need a protector. And I think Trent Williams fits perfect there. And I think Peterson fits perfect here with us. He's coming off a six-game suspension. And I think instantly he replaces josh norman if some reason i again i don't see it happening but let's say it did happen this year let's say it happens in a couple weeks you can you can you could take the hit yeah get rid of norman yeah because peterson wants a long term you get rid of norman and you pay him i believe he's 29 but i think he's on the right side of 29 compared to what norman is so I i would without hesitation extend him but as far as the draft picks the way it's going right now, I think that that's a stretch. It's going to have to be for a player, yeah. but you know, it's it's going to be something we're going to have to see. And and again, I'm going to have an article about that out in a couple of days, and hopefully, you know, my mind will be shifted and we can see some better moves. But again, I just see business as usual,
0: at Redskins Park. Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about? I posted this the other day. I saw it was from a Cleveland-based article about Denzel Ward. Uh, I I like that. Yeah, I don't I know if you it. saw. I don't know if you saw it. They were they were throwing out picks and Denzel Ward, which yeah. I which is probably a pipe dream. But I mean, I would we a young corner who's he's had dealt with injuries. But I would at right. this point, like you said, who knows what the market's going to be? It could be yeah. Tunsil big, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be. Or yeah. it could, or it's like you're saying, everybody's going to wait so they can fleece Bruce again. Yeah, now Houston, that
1: was des- that was
0: desperation mode. And yeah.
1: So, some people have been going, you know, especially me, you know, on Twitter, going back and forth that if with the Trent Williams situation, we would have known about it. I, I disagree. I think that Allen, this is one thing he's keeping close to the vest. Yeah. And I think that he's just shutting down calls. And I do believe there was an opportunity for Houston, especially the connections with Trent Williams in the Houston area with his businesses. I think that there was, there was definitely a conversation, but I think Allen shut it down right away. Just so pompous, didn't even think to bring it up. And the fact that Miami got so much for Tunsil, even at this point, to me, Trent Williams is light years better than him. Agreed. And I think that they could have pulled that off, and I think that that was their their, their golden egg that they, they lost. And so,
0: that could be a reason why they hang on to him now because they don't want to look stupid, which is even, well, even a dumber reason to do it, but that's a Bruce reason.
1: Well, yeah, because he's going to come back to that situation, but number one is the beginning of the year, and they knew that if they want to protect Watson after after he dealt with injuries, they had to make a move quickly, Right, and that's why I bring up Arizona. You bring up Cleveland, but I think Arizona could be arguably more desperate than Cleveland. I think Cleveland is, they're recognizing their rebuilding as is Arizona, Yeah, but I think you know, with Kyler Murray, I think by bringing Trent Williams in there, you have a nice base of defense. You have a run game with Johnson. You have something there. You have some young receivers. I think that that would be the best scenario. They they drafted Murphy out of, out of Washington. So I think he, he he's been playing QB1 since Peterson is out. So I think the fact that Peterson comes back, he's not going to turn their team around. Right. Trent Williams, on the other hand, that could be a player that really gets their offensive going. And Arizona is going to be a high-flying team if they can right. just get some blocking for him, because I think he actually has surpassed my expectations for the first year, Tyler Murray, and I think that that would be the best scenario for them to, as far as Patrick, uh, uh, not Patrick, <laughs> as far as Jalen Ramsey, I think they're they're looking for
0: a haul. Yeah, and they're he, not going to it.
1: And I think he would turn down Washington quickly. I think he would put yep. that on the list of a no. Yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But unfortunately, there's only going to be a couple of weeks, and I don't think that's going to be enough time for them for Allen to get it done.
0: And what you're saying makes a lot of sense with Kingsbury. I mean, he's going to be willing to spend on the offense side of the ball and give up something on defense. Just his his. Philosophy, you know, he's right. He, he wants to outscore everybody and throw it forty times and do all that. So it makes sense. I think Sam Fran could be a, a dark horse trade candidate. Depends if Joe Staley is going to come back and be healthy or not. Right. I but but who knows at this point? All
1: right. Before, I think. that I think that one more thing. I think that yeah. the only reason San Francisco's out is because Shanahan, and again, it comes
0: back yeah. to personal <laughs> yeah. issues yeah. with yeah. Yeah. and Shanahan and Kyle. Just
1: think about it. put yourself in that situation. Yeah. In his father,
0: I think that he was supposed to be later, the next thing. Yeah, they're connected
1: at the hip, and I think he's going to say, "Whatever you do, as long as I'm here, do not do business with Washington." So I think, unfortunately, they get taken out right away.
0: Yeah. All right. Before we go, let's let's end this thing on a positive. Something, yeah. something. You're something. Good. Give me something you're really excited about moving forward. Uh, it could be a player, a scenario, whatever, whatever it may be. I'll, I'll come
1: back to my guy Sims Jr. I okay. think that um, Kevin O'Connell, if he can really get his say and get the, the game plan going hopefully we're going to see some you know some rpos we're going to see some quick game we're going to see some jet sweeps that's the kind of thing that he can use mclaurin and sims jr can be interchangeable i am excited to see cam sims on the active roster mm-hmm. i really thought that the new england game would have been an ideal situation to use him to help the run game and as far and and also the the passing game but it's New England, so I, right. it really didn't matter if they were going to have a chance. But I'll, I'll come back to. I have intrigue once again because I want to see what KOC is going to do. Yeah, and um, I like I like some of our young receivers, but as far as the rest, uh, I'm just not that optimistic right now. Unless <laughs> yeah, um, you know, they really they really get that run game going, like Callahan thinks. I just think this offensive line right now is not really built to run the game, run the ball twenty to twenty five times a game. I think they're going to be playing from behind most
0: the year so yeah absolutely uh, I'm going to give you a little bit a little bit different I know I can't believe I'm saying this and I think we should bring him back next year and he sounds like he likes being here which not many people do Eric Flowers I think Eric Flowers has played really well um, uh, I, I, I think he's the one bright spot on the line thus far Biggest shocker. yeah Biggest shocker. which is unbelievable to, to think yeah. Um I think that should be a move going forward I'm excited for Terry as always He's dynamic. I'm um, hoping he can stay healthy. I'm, I feel for him. You come from Ohio State and you come here and you're just getting drubbed every game. It's got be, to gotta be tough. And then even looking a little bit more forward, if it is the Haskins and Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, Haskins, a healthy Geis, a Bryce Love, a Terry, a Harmon, another piece or two, and if that's what the offense looks like next season, it, we could have a chance of being a lot better a lot faster than people think. I think sure. with that group, and and I, and I maybe I'm still being naive. I don't think this team, this roster, I'll say this roster, this roster is not zero and five getting blown out every game. Bad. I That's don't. Great. I don't think. It shouldn't be happening. Yeah, nope. it, it shouldn't. We have top first round picks across the defensive line who played phenomenal last year. We had eighty million dollars safety, and people can say what they about Landon Collins. He hasn't played terrible. I mean, it hasn't has he made any big splash plays? No, but he's been solid. We, need, we just need help at corner. Uh, that's. I think that's pretty obvious. Dunbar is far and away the best corner we have, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Right. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited for the young pieces that we have. I try to – it sucks. I'm, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It's tough watching sometimes, but always going to watch, of course. But I look to those little things, those pieces that we've built. We've drafted pretty decent, I think, over the last few years. I like what Kyle Smith's doing. Hope is that Bruce either gets out of the way or let somebody else take over until the stadium deal is done. But but going forward, it's going to be tough. But still holding on some hope, man. Yeah, and you met the love. I you actually forgot about him. Easy to forget about him. I'm really excited about him because everything I've read about his medicals and everything. If you're going to tear your ACL, he did it the way you should, you should. do because he's going to have a full recovery. And I think that he'll he's going to make Chris Thompson expendable. Absolutely. And I take,
1: I'm excited to see him guys I was excited another knee injury it's, yeah, it's just, tough it's too many too early so I'm not really that optimistic about his long term but I think love the difference between him and Thompson is I can see him as a kind of back that can do run 15 20 times a game so I'm excited sure. to see him and you know there's gonna be some decent backs in the draft that we'll be able to get in the date late day two day three so I think you know the, the possibilities you know are, are endless with some of the young talent. But again, if you don't have the right coaching, it's, it's right. not going to matter. So, right. And Bruce Allen has to stay out of the way and just let them build this roster and let Kyle Smith run the draft room like he should be doing.
0: Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on as always. It's a, uh, it's been a good time. Hope to have you on again. Is there anything you got coming out? You want to let everybody know about?
1: Yeah. Like, like I mentioned earlier, um, I just posted an article, um, it's focusing on uh, the new look offense for Washington and how Haston factors in. And I'm currently working on a new piece that's going to be out shortly. And again, it's going to be about the Trent Williams situation with the trade deadline coming up and my thoughts on the GM as far as uh, Riddick and Kyle Smith. But uh, you can find my stuff at burgundyandgoldreport.wordpress.com and
0: you can follow me on at the B&G Report on Twitter. All right, man.
1: Well, I hope to have you on again soon. HTTR. HTTR, man. Thanks a lot, man.